This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wexmo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dane, joined this week just by Dane. Dane, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good. It's uh, feels like I've been on it, not been on it for a while, but it's maybe two weeks, maybe a week and a half. But yeah, still challenging. I'm checking Twitter less, uh, as I was just saying off air, uh, you know, looking forward with anticipation to see, you know, who's eventually going to take over. As uh, you know, as as our chairman and leader, and uh, you know the views and what they've got for the future of the plans, especially for obviously the women's women's team, because this is obviously a, a women's podcast. Obviously, we'll be intrigued by the men's as well, and hopefully, we can yeah, we're, you know, you can start afresh, you know, new page like I've probably said already, and 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 uh, start writing some wrongs. Yeah, we did get a lot of lovely feedback from our. Uh podcast we did on the sanctions and what it means uh, for the team which is very nice uh, I'd like to hopefully some information soon on, on what next for Chelsea um, no Jane she's unavailable tonight she will be back later in the week but we are joined by Matt Ball from Worldwide Chelsea uh, Matt welcome back to the show it's been a, been a little while since we've seen you yeah it's been a while but happy to be on once again uh, to the, the best Chelsea women's podcast mm. We don't pay him to say that. Although we all mentioned that Matt does his own Chelsea women's podcast. Is that right? No. Yeah, start getting it started up. Um, been a bit, little bit inconsistent with just timings in my life to get get consistent episodes out. But hoping to get another one on this game out tomorrow. Um, so yeah, check it out, guys. You ain't a, you ain't a social bunny like Jane, are you? <laughs> it's more work. Work works just so it, you, I just go through waves of just. Busy and then I'm just like I can't record anything. Yeah, I get you. There you go. Yeah, it's not even the recording; it's actually getting stuff ready to be able to record. Um, yeah, Dane doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> um, what? How can people find the podcast? Where is it? What's the name, etc.? Yeah, so you can find uh, the podcast just Worldwide Chelsea Podcast. You can find it on Spotify or Apple. Um, we're looking to boost the Instagram and Twitter, so find us WWC Pod articles on that as well. Yeah, we'll put the links for everything in the description box, as always. Uh, now, the reason we are here tonight is to look back at a five-star Chelsea performance as they put five past Birmingham City in the FA Cup quarterfinal. This past Sunday, the 20th of March at Kings Meadow, uh, Chelsea lined up in a 3-4-3 formation with Anne Katchenberger in goal, the back three of Mini Bright, Jess Carter and Magda Eriksson. Neve Charles, Sophie Ingle, Drew Spence and Yona Anderson made up a midfield four with Jiso Young and Jesse Fleming supporting Bethany England in attack. Emma Hayes used three of her available substitutions when she brought on Lauren James, Alsu Abdelina and Marin Mielder for G, Jesse Fleming and Neve Charles in the 67th minute. This left Jakira Muzovic, Anik Nguyen, Guru Wright and Aaron Cuthbert and Sam Kerr as unused substitutes. 
Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea had 73% possession, 29 shots, 11 on target. Six corners and four fouls. Um, then I suppose the big news from the team sheet was the return of Magda Eriksson to the starting lineup after her substitute appearance against Everton midweek. Uh, good to see her back, and not just back, but playing the full game as well. Yeah, surprised she played the full game. But yeah, she's obviously our captain. She's our leader. We've obviously got worthwhile... Uh, when when she's obviously not playing, we've got some. We we've I said we've we've got quite a few captains within the squad, uh, which is always good for for a successful team. But you know, just having her presence around back on the field, you know, her smile, just the way she has a stature in the game, yeah, yeah, it's great to see her back and uh, be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if if uh, I know you're going to ask the question later, but you know, going forward, will, will she, does that mean she's back in the eleven or? Would the tactics change? But yeah, Magdarexon in your in your team back fit and raring to go is 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 a massive plus, especially how important it is uh, at this stage of the season and what we're going for. Yeah, Millie's led the team so well in Magda's absence, but um, it seemed to me Matt, that Magda hadn't been away the way she played in this game. You know, stepping out with the ball, she was you know vital to everything we did, sort of building up to the uh, build up play. And to top that off with the gold for half time was sort of the perfect return, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it was it was a surprise that we did um so well in the defensive outer, but it was even bigger of a surprise that after the long period of time she was out that she managed to step in like she's, as you said, not been out at all. Um fantastic performance, uh, especially coming from since coming back from injury. Um and yeah, I think in terms of she's the captain, so unless she's playing bad. She put, she got she goes straight into the starting lineup. So I think unfortunately it's going to be harsh on whoever gets left out. Um, but that's up to Emma to decide. Yeah, we're going to ask that question when we look ahead to the game on Wednesday later in the show. Um, then the other bit of team news, which is you know sparking conversation right now, is the goalkeeper. Um, so Anne Katrinberger replaced Sachira Musovic, who played the last three games on the spin. Um, anything to read into? AKB being in goal for this game because it's sort of the game you would expect your second choice goalkeeper probably to play. Now, what do you think? I'm asking you. I'm the host. What's the Discord group saying then? Because I I can't see how you would not go with your number one keeper. Just again, you know, carrying on from what I said, you know, this is such an important stage of the season. You know, if we win all our league games, we win the title. Do you see it as a big risk? You say Musovic played three games in a row, which is okay. Well, does she carry on? Would you reckon she plays against Tottenham on Wednesday night? Or I can only see her going with with what she knows and you know the uh, you know the presence, you know the, the performance. We know what we get from her. You know historically, she, she she's got these big games in her. You know, been there, seen it, done it. Very cliche. I know, got the t shirt. And yeah, it's just too important to take a. Even though it's harsh, I don't think it is a risk because I think Musovic is 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 turning into what could be a really good goalkeeper and could be number one possibly next season. Maybe that's harsh. Maybe that's not. But yeah, I can only see uh, Berger starting on against Tottenham on Wednesday. But I'm interested to see what what you think. I AKB had a bad game against Man City, and her mistake for the goal changed. The overall outcome of the tie, I think. Um, Harsh on goalies, though, isn't it? When you make them, you know, you can be an outfield player, you make a mistake, you get away with it. You can make five mistakes and nothing happens. But as a goalie, you get punished more often than not, nine times out of ten, if you make a mistake. Yeah, and obviously she had the game against Wolfsburg in the Champions League, the first game. She made three mistakes. It cost us a point or three points um, in, in that game. For... Muzovic to play against Aston Villa probably wasn't a massive shock because they're not, you know, they did play well, but they're not a very good, they're not a great side. Uh, and we was at home. But for her to play away at Everton, I think is quite telling. And I've, I've noticed just with the eye that Chelsea seem a bit comfortable, a bit more comfortable playing at the back with the ball with Muzovic as the goalkeeper than they do with AKB. And I haven't got any stats about that apart from it's my eye test. Uh, Matt, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Berger's been such a good goalkeeper for us um, since she's come in um, over the last season. So, especially, she's made some vital saves. 
in vital competitions, big games. Um, I think just because she's had one almost tor- a torrid time in a final, I don't think that necessarily means she'll be out. Um, I think we should give her, again, another chance. Um, whether it's because Zashira has played three games in a row and it's, she's Emma's probably thought, give uh, Berger a game and then decide it from there. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I mean, for me, I, I'd still have Berger as number one. And then maybe towards next season, you look at and go, well, who's number one, who's number two um, going into next season. But I think for the rest of the season, I'd say just stay with Berger. Yeah, I was surprised when Berger signed her contract extension last year for another three years because we had signed Sakira. So, yeah, it's interesting. We'll, we'll speak more about that in the preview to Tottenham anyway. Uh, Matt, the first half, quite frustrating. Is that the right word to say? I mean, Chelsea dominated, but I think they struggled to create many moments of, of real quality. And quite telling that the two best chances we had was Millie Bright hitting the bar or the post from 30 yards and then Magda scoring so from the two centre-backs. Yeah, I think it was one of them games. I think Birmingham, since their new manager's come in, um, they've been a bit better defensively and I think they have grinded out some performances um, with just sitting back. And we knew they were going to sit back. I think they let us almost play out in the wide areas, but as soon as it got into the middle, there were so many people in the box. Um, so it was hard to create kind of ch- too many chances. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think it was too bad. I think we were just kind of we were keeping controlled I felt we were just quite patient. I think we knew eventually a goal was going to come. Um, I think that's a sign of the top teams. You're not rushing, panicking, trying stuff that's not going to work and losing the ball too much. We're keeping controlled, having faith that the goal was going to come in. And then, obviously, Magda scored at what is, people would say, the perfect time to score just before half-time. Really puts the morals down in terms of Birmingham going into the half-time and really lifts spirits of Chelsea. And I think that's what partially inspired the second half. Yeah, I don't think there was any fear or concern that Birmingham were going to score, um, no matter how well they, they pressed when we got in the final third. Uh, Dana, as, as Matt mentioned, then scoring just before half time is the perfect time to score. How much of an impact do you think that had on the second half performance? Oh, yeah. Oh, massive. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with Matt. I thought, you know, we're very patient. We didn't look panicked or anything, or like we were rushing something. Uh, as with quite a few games this, this we've seen this season, once you do score that first goal, then that usually leads to two, three or four, uh, obviously, given the time of of scoring. But, you know, as you said, it, it, they, would have, they would have been quite confident, you know, going into halftime, holding us at bay. Uh, yeah, and that would have been a kick in the, uh, kick in the, the groin to, to, to concede because uh, they had done well, I thought, defensively and tactically. They were set up. But like you say, I, I couldn't see them counterattacking on us. But you never know, you know, with confidence as the game goes on, if it's 60, 70, 80 minutes and it's still nil-nil, you know, gives them confidence. You know, they find that that, that extra 10% in their legs and, and then they try, try and look to nick it. But yeah, it was great. Always a great time to 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 score a goal just before half time. And so, uh, you know, it's lovely to come from, you know, we talked about her earlier, you know, our, our, our inspirational captain and... Uh, I suppose after being out for, for quite a while, it's lovely to come back, but to score as well as a defender, you're not really expected to. Yeah, not to forget as well that Birmingham did beat Arsenal this season, so could play a key role in where the title goes. Uh, so, Matt, I was out yesterday, so I only managed to catch the first half live. Um, what were the key reasons on the turnaround in the second half? Because the floodgate seemed to open and Burnham's defence... Uh, disintegrated and, and Chelsea put on a, a very good chance in the second half. Yeah, I think as I said, um, the goal just before halftime, I think really, in a way, it, it boosted Chelsea um, in terms of having that goal and knowing that Birmingham haven't had any chance to score, so you're unlikely to concede and you're looking like you're going to go ahead in this tie. Uh, and it allowed us to almost enjoy ourselves a bit more and we started playing a bit more free-flowing football. Uh, I think Birmingham, obviously, it it, as I said, it, it kind of knocks the wind out of them. Um, and it forced them to come out a bit more in the second half. When and when they do come out, obviously they're going to leave spaces in behind, spaces in between the defence and the midfield, which I think we exploited very well. And I think it was a very good second half performance that just flowed perfectly for Chelsea. 
Yeah, worth noting as well that Burnham had no supporters in the ground, obviously due to uh, sanctions, so Chelsea can't sell tickets. Um, so again, um, football supporters in England feeling the effects of sanctions rather than Russian presidents. Um, one of the players that stood out, Dame, was Drew Spence. And if he was in our Discord channel, you would know that her inclusion in the lineup raised a few eyebrows because she's not been playing particularly well of late. But yeah, how big of an impact do you think it was for her to have Sophie Ingle alongside her? So she hasn't really got to worry about that defensive side so much. She was able to drive forward and her assist for Beth was absolutely world-class, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it gives her license, doesn't it? You know, Sophie, as I've always said, screens just in front of a defence so well, uh, allows uh, the attacking, more attacking players in front of her to have a licence to roam. Uh, Drew, you know, she, she. it must be hard for her, you know, to have gone in in recent seasons from, from you know, regular to, you know, squad rotation. Uh, she's always had, a, always had a good engine on her. I've also always thought she's had quite a good finish on her as well. Uh, you, you've got to worry about wonder about the mentality if she's happy with squad rotation or, or, or she'll be she'll be looking to, to move on, you know, because she yeah, she's good enough to, to go in, in quite a few teams within the top league and, and play regularly. Uh, but she has struggled, but it's nice to see her because you know we're, we're all fond of her, you know, she's she's been at the club for, for so long now, and uh, you know, we don't we don't wish you know any bad performances on, 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 on any of our players. So, you know, I thought by Sophie playing her usual way, just allowed Drew to be a little bit more free. And, uh, you know, I think she exploited that. And I thought she had a brilliant game, you know, but she has, she has had quite a few good games this season uh, and, and scored quite a few goals. I remember the goal at United when we, when we comfortably beat them, another great finish. Uh, yeah. She's a good player. And selfishly like Beth England, I hope we keep them for, for morale. As I said, they've been around the club for a long time, but, you know, some players need to play regularly and I wouldn't be surprised if both of them left in in in, in the summer. Yeah, I think the game where she's not played well, she's been with you know, G in the midfield and there's a lot more emphasis on her to be the legs and, and that defensive cover. But she is actually very good going forward, which probably she doesn't get the credit for. Um, mm. Let's not talk about leaving... Uh, too soon though. Let's um wait till the summer for that. She's um, actually got quite a good little. I I she got a little bit of a spite in her tackle as well. You know, she puts herself about. She doesn't take no nonsense, which I've always liked about her. Uh, and you know, yeah, she's she's a solid player. And yeah, yeah, I've I've always been a fan. Yeah, she's part of the Chelsea furniture, so if we can't can't let her go. Um, Matt, talking of Beth England, um, we didn't predict her to start because we just thought that Emma would go with Sam Kerr try and win the game in the first half then maybe bring her on. But it was sort of good to see her get the start and stay on at half-time despite only being 1-0. And in the second half, she started to do some of the things that we know and love Beth can do so well. Yeah, she had a fantastic um, second half, as did most of the attack. I think in the first half, as I said, it was one of them things that the wide players were kind of getting a lot of joy um, with Birmingham kind of looking to stop the play in the middle. Um, and I think obviously Beth England being an, as a striker is always going to be affected by that. She was a bit isolated, but um, as as Birmingham started to ex- uh, open up a little bit, she really um, did fantastic in that second half and was the Beth England we've always seen and always will see. Um, as as Dane said, I think I hope she stays. Uh, I don't think she will. I think there's too many attacking options, and I'm being unselfish. She deserves to be starting and fighting for top goal scorer in the WSL, which she will uh, wherever she decides to go. Um, so, I mean, I've, unfortunately, she's got to think what's best for her career, um, whether that's staying at Chelsea, fighting against some of the best attackers in the world, or whether it's going out somewhere else and um, making something of her career uh, even more with maybe another club, maybe abroad or here in the WSL. Yeah, we'll see on that one. Um that whole move for that Beth Goldane uh, with the Drew Spence back heel started with G, um, a little bit of excellence on the ball. And what did you make of her performance back in that sort of number 10 role that she knew before sort of the arrival of Penilla Harder? Um, she's played deeper a lot recently for Chelsea and seeing her back in that sort of natural role, she seemed to stand out a lot more. 
yeah, yeah. A, a favoured role. You yeah, talked to Matt Offair about it. It would be interesting to try and find how you could fit in, you know, uh, the front three when, when Franz fit uh, Penel and uh, and Sam. With, with G as a number 10, you might have to go back to a 4-2-3-1, you know, and have uh, Penel and, and Fran either side of G. But, yeah, you know, we all know we, we've seen her passing over the years. You know, she's got a great eye, great radar when it's on. She, you know, she can pick balls out of the air and she can pick, you know, players from, from 200, 300 yards away. You know, it's, uh, it's, she's amazingly good. So technical, so talented. And yeah, you're right. She's been a lot deeper recently and it's nice to see her more freed up again. You know, as we said, you know, we, we spoke about Sophie and Drew like would have been protecting her behind her. But yeah, that was, that was a brilliant goal. Uh, such awareness by Drew, obviously originally by G, and then and to play for Beth, and yeah, it's uh, it's funny because obviously Beth's next goal was was a fucking amazing finish, and for someone who who's been in and out more out of the team, uh, and every time we've put her we've put her in with our prediction, she hasn't been in, she hasn't played as much as we thought, but you know to be in that right position for her tapping and and the way she finished that that second goal of hers was was just what Beth we know and like Matt yeah selfishly like I said I'd like her to stay but wow she can walk into most teams I've always said that uh and you know at this stage of her career she's probably in her prime should be playing regularly she would be scoring regularly if she played regularly maybe a move to to, to North America or you know, obviously we had rumours about Manchester United when Casey Stoney was the manager. Or obviously, as we know, Casey Stoney is now in in the uh, NWSL, so she might have plans to go and start a new life and go and join her over there. Yeah, I'm sure lots of clubs will be ringing Emma Hayes this summer asking what is Beth doing. Um, another standout player, Matt, was Neve Charles, who has been absolutely superb in recent weeks since she's come into the side. And she also topped her performance off with a goal. Just how impressed with her have you been in recent weeks and, of course, yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think she's played very well in a lot recent weeks since she's come in. It's nice to see someone who's not necessarily played a lot of games uh, this season come in and when they need to fight for a position, because obviously it is, it's hard to get a place in this team because it's so good um, and so much strength and depth. Um, but she's she's really done well to try and cement herself a position. I'm still unsure of where her exact position is uh, in this team. I was speaking to Dane off air. Um, I just, I always get, there's a couple of players in this team. I'm just looking, especially in this 3-4-3, three, three, where I'm just not sure where they're going to play, how well they're suited to each position. But I think when she's played, she's played really well. And I think at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I mean, it's up to her, up to Emma Hayes, where she will play in terms of permanently, in terms of position. But that's for her to sort out. Yeah, I think she frees up Erin to move back into midfield. Um, Dan, you want to come in on, Liv? Yeah, where you, I, was, I was just, your thoughts, you know, where, where would you have her? Uh, and it doesn't have to be in the first 11, you know, you know, if, obviously, if you, if you had to pick a position for her that she had to fight for, whether it'd be obviously in the first 11 or, or, or coming off the bench, you know, where do you see her? Because I just, yeah, like Matt, you know, like Matt said, we was talking off air, you know, I like her, but, like Matt, I'm I'm I don't know where I'd want to play. I'm, I'm not a great fan of her. I want her more centrally for some reason. I know that's really hard because we've got abundance of talent centrally. But again, you know, she's got such good energy. She's got good pass. She can finish as well, given the chance. And love to see her centrally, but I just don't know how. I just think she's a bit wasted out on the uh, right wing back or right midfielder. Just be interesting to see what you think. Uh, I think she could play in central midfield in Chelsea's pivot. At some point, depends how Emma wants to use the ball. Um, if she's got uh, Magda and Millie stepping out and playing crossfield balls, then you might as well have her at wing back so she can push up the pitch and you know get on the end of those crosses rather than chasing second balls all game long like the midfield can do. Um, I'd prefer Erin in central midfield anyway, so if she can come off the wing and, and Neve can play there. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you could have the midfield with uh, Charles Cuthbert, Fleming, Wrighton, or even Abdelina, the new winger as well. So there's youth there. But I think she's still got time to develop that position and where she plays. She could become another Erin, where she plays multiple positions on the pitch. She could play in the yeah. 10 role yeah. as well. 
Um, lots of choices for her. Um, Matt, what was your pick for, for Neve? Are you going to pick a position for her? See, it's, it's hard. I, I mean, in, in terms of this formation, I probably would say the wing-back is probably the best position she can play in um, because I think there's too many... For, there's too many forward players for her to get in up, up top. Um, and and then again, it, it does allow Erin Cuthbert to go into midfield. Um, obviously, she's still young, so she can she's still adaptable to fit to a specific position. She can learn it still. And I think she is getting the grasp of it quite well, which is good. So hopefully, if she plays um, this, this position a bit more until the, the end of the season, then we can see how it is for next season, whether she'll remain in that place full time or whether there's someone else that will come in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to say as well, uh, Dana and Matt keep talking about how they talked off air and they wasn't uh, ignoring me. I had Wi-Fi issues, okay? Um, oh, no, we thought we was ignoring you. We didn't realise you had Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> it's frozen in time. Um, Dana, I just want to briefly mention, uh, moving to a more serious subject, um, Alsu Abdelina. Um, she was the only Chelsea player not to obviously bear the Ukrainian colours on her arm. Uh, for obvious reasons. Um, you know, her family obviously live in Russia, so there's calling out Putin's not the smartest thing to do, even if you're the other side of the world. Um, but I just want to say with all that going on, how great it is to, is to see her playing and playing well. She got an assist yesterday. Um, she seems to have, you know, a wise head on her on her shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Obviously the spotlights on, you know, on on, on Alsu. Uh Chelsea, Chelsea women's games are usually televised. Uh, must be so hard for her. It's it's so easy to to inform or judge and get an opinion of someone's personality just by seeing them uh, on TV. And obviously, when when we see them get interviewed, obviously we haven't seen Alsu get interviewed a lot. So, I mean, you form an opinion, but you know we don't know personally what what these players are like, what their what their likes are on off field and their beliefs. But yeah, you're right. It must be so hard for her, you know. Again, she's in a new country. She hasn't been here long, uh, trying to fit in with her teammates, trying to learn the language. Then all of a sudden, see the goings on of her country with Ukraine would, would have rocked her. She'd be worried about her own family as well. You know, obviously we don't know if she's obviously got friends or, or whatever in Ukraine, but she can't. She can't be seen to do anything. It, it, it's smart. I couldn't think of anyone better for any players struggling than to have Emma. And and our, our wonderful team, just like with the men's, with with, with Tuchel and 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 the men's players, we've seen how how wonderful our leaders are of of, of this club on the footballing side. You know, the off the field, the, uh, obviously the people above above the uh, football managers were. You know, enough said about them. The better, but you know, the coaches and the managers and the, and the staff and the players, you know, have been amazing. They've all stood up. Couldn't have been easy. And, you know, uh, I just hope that Abdelina is getting, I can only imagine she's getting the support she needs. And yeah, I don't blame her one bit, you know. It, it must be so hard for her. But like everyone else, she's got to be professional. She is paid to do a job, you know, you know, like we all are. And yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking. But you know, we try we try and separate sports and politics, but our government uh, have haven't allowed us to do that regarding regarding being Chelsea fans and and yeah, poor Abdelina is obviously seeing what's going on and it must be devastating for her. Yeah, there were some nice pictures on the Chelsea Women's Sports Facebook group, um, their Facebook page where she was signing autographs before the game. Fans stopped her, took some photos with her, so that was nice. I don't think she speaks much English at all, um, but she seems to be settling in pretty well. Um, Matt, I suppose this was a pretty perfect afternoon for Chelsea. You know, five goals, uh, key players rested, you know, hard or not in the squad, Kerr, Cuthbert, unused substitutes. Um, pretty much what we could have wished for before the game came true. Yeah, I mean, perfect result, perfect scenarios in terms of resting players, um, especially when we've got such a huge game in midweek, Tottenham. Obviously, it's a big team. It's our game in hand um, to really push us into um, to putting it in our own hands for the title. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's the perfect scenario any Chelsea fan could have wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I believe that when we did our play of the match vote in Discord that Drew Spence won. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to give it to her anyway because I think that was the name that came up most often. Uh, Dame, agree, disagree with that? No, I agree. I agree. Uh, they pushed by, obviously, obviously G and uh, Beth, who had who had good games, and especially strikers, as, as we say with Beth, you know, they're usually judged on on scoring and not, and not a lot else. And, you know, I was pleased that she got two goals. As we've said, we've put her in our team so many times and, and been surprised when she's been left on the bench. So it can't be easy, especially with strikers needing confidence and, and run the games. But again, as we said, with G playing in a favoured number 10 and obviously Drew, who struggled recently, you know, had a fantastic game. So, yeah, I, I was quite happy to see to see Drew being given it. Yeah. Matt, how about yourself? Yeah, I think in terms of the overall game, um, Drew had probably the best game, obviously. Beth Philly England was really good the second half, but obviously it was quite isolated in the first half. So I think that's why I'd give it to Drew over anyone else. Yeah, well done to the Discord group. Hopefully that is actually the player they picked. Um, I haven't made that up. Um, elsewhere in the competition, Arsenal overcame Coventry United 4-0 on Friday. Uh, West Ham edge past Ipswich 1-0 and Manchester City won 4-0 against Everton. Uh, the draw for the semi-final is taking place right now. Um, so... Chelsea are about to be drawn against a team in the semi-final. Uh, hoping for West Ham, Dave? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. You, you say that, don't you? But I'd, I'd quite like to get Arsenal. Yeah, Matt. Are you a fan of I'll, chaos, like Dave? I'll, I'll take whoever I think this team can beat any team. <laughs> that is positivity um, untold. Just see if it has been made before I go to a break. Uh, no. Okay, we're going to go for a break. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to the Wednesday night WSL game against Tottenham. Uh, be right back. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to Wetsmo Kings Meadow. Time now to look ahead to that Wednesday WSL match with Tottenham. Uh, Dane, this is our final game in hand that we have over Arsenal. Uh, when do we go top? Is this sort of the biggest game of the season so far? 
Yes, yes, thus far, as you put in the script, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a massive game. It's it's all been building up to this uh, to this game in hand. Uh, see if we can take over the lead that Arsenal have, have held. They've held all season. We haven't been top, have we? They've held all season, and it and although they will, you know, they 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 will come out with with good PA Arsenal. You know, it will be a it will be a, a bit gut wrenching for them. They'll have to be professional because obviously, as we've seen. Especially with games for both sides this season, anything can happen. But yeah, wow, it's uh, it, it's exciting and it, what a time to go top as well. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. I've been impressed with Tottenham over the last couple of seasons, but yeah, this is this is this is big, big. Very looking forward to it very much. So yeah, Arsenal of course have their Champions League ties coming up against Wolfsburg as well. So. They could be second in the league and out of the Champions League, fingers crossed. Um, but Matt, Spurs are no pushovers. In fact, they are desperate to win as well because that will put them uh, back in the hunt for that Champions League spot, the third one. Uh, it's going to be one of our toughest games of the season as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think they've had they've had some good upsets um, against the likes of Arsenal, even the last game. Um, obviously, it was City 1-1-0, but they could have nicked it before. Man City scored their goal. They've been very resolute in their games. And I think I don't I don't like to put praise on Tottenham because obviously Tottenham are that little club <laughs> down the road. But I'd probably say they've been overall the most improved team in terms of compared to last year. Um so credit for them for that. Obviously that doesn't win them a trophy, so it doesn't matter to us. But there you go. Yeah, they're used to that. I'm actually quite good at separating Tottenham women from Tottenham. Um, I think I am, yeah. Don't yeah. have the same hatred for the women's team. Yeah. No. Uh, although I will hate them if they stop us winning. Um, <laughs> I know we mentioned this earlier, uh, but the main selection point is going to be who's in goal. So if you're put yourself in Emma Hayes' shoes, who's your goalkeeper on Wednesday night? I'd, I'd go with AKB. Mustavich is very, very close indeed. And not that I would be. Uh, bothered or worried if I saw Musovic was starting, but I think, I think we, you know, yeah, she's got the experience, she's got the know-how, she's played top games. This is a top must-win game, and I can only see her game with a gay B. But I, you know, I suppose we've got to be prepared. But like, like many other instances this season, when we've tried to second guess Emma, we've got it wrong. So. So I wouldn't be surprised, but either way, you know, whoever's in goal, you know, they're both fantastic goalies. Uh, one is the present, one is the future, but it's, it's not far between them, I don't think, at the moment. It's very close. Yeah, I think it's good to see them as, as two number ones rather than a number one and a number two. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I'll ask you two questions then. Firstly, who do you pick in goal? And then secondly, uh, Magda's sort of back 90 minutes, so she's going to come into the team, you'd guess. Um so who's going to make way for her? Does Newman stay on the bench or is it Jess Carter or does Millie get a rest for, for once in a blue moon? Um, I, I think this is such a big game. I, I don't think you can rest any of the big players for this game. Um, I would I would bring Berger in because I think, again, she's such a big game player. She's been a big game player and the big games have played. So I'd, I'd put her back into, uh, back into the side. In terms of Magdobs, she's got to play. Uh, she got to come back in. I think, unfortunately, I think Newham will be the one that maybe misses out because um, I think Emma probably prefers Carter just a bit more. Um, if it was my personal choice, I maybe would keep Newham in and take Carter out, but that's just a personal choice more than anything. Yeah, the back three is going to be interesting indeed. I definitely think Magda's back. Um, um, when I give you my team, you'll see what I think. Um, Danny, are you expecting... The three four three to continue now. I know they switched the four when Magda was out and it, it worked very well, but now she's back. And how crucial she is to what we do with the ball going forward. Do you think it's going to be the three four three? If Magda starts, then yeah, it'll be three four three. If she doesn't, it'll be four. <laughs> I think it's quite as simple as that. It's I sort of I I think she might be on the bench. I think. Again, second guessing Emma is a freaking waste of time because I, I seem to always get it wrong. But I would not be surprised then if uh, if Emma, you know, believes that with with Carter, Millie, Bryant, Newen, we can comfortably 
keep Tottenham at bay, which we can. And we can have, obviously, we can say Magda, because as we said, you know, although she played 90 minutes on Sunday, it's been a while since she's been out and, you know, quick turnover, two or three days. So we're potentially games against Man City and 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 Arsenal potentially in the Cup uh, could be even more important games in the league. So I think she might be on the bench. Interesting. Obviously, we will find out at 6.45 on Wednesday night. Um, now Spurs this season they're currently fifth they've played 16 games won eight drawn four lost four uh, a win here puts them level on points with Manchester United in third um, quite the season they've been having under Rianne Skinner Matt um, have you seen much of them and what is it that's impressed you about them? Um, yeah I've seen a little bit I wouldn't say I've seen lots of, of Spurs because obviously focus on Chelsea and Chelsea only but um, I think they've been they're very good in the wide positions. And I think that's where they've always got the better of the likes of Arsenal and City, because obviously City and Arsenal, they're, they're, most of their creativity comes from the wings or their fullbacks. Um, so I think they've been very good at trying to exploit in that, um, which is where I think in terms of Chelsea, I think they might come a bit more unstuck because we're not so reliant on our wing, on our wide players. We're, we've got, talent and creativity and everywhere but yeah I think they've been very good particularly their fullbacks there uh, on the wings uh, I, I, they don't, for me they don't score enough goals I think I was looking I think top goal scorers had about seven goals so I think it's shared around the team but obviously there's no one person you look in there and go that's your that's the goal scorer you're going to rely on for the season so I think that's where I think they could improve uh, going forward if they really want to challenge like Chelsea Arsenal United the City yeah, perhaps they could use a striker like Daphne England. Um, it is Arsenal in the FA Cup away from home. Uh, so Dane's got his wish. Um, well done, Dane. Um, Dane, what, going back to Tottenham, we'll leave the FA Cup for now. Um, what I've seen of them, of Tottenham, they, you know, their fullbacks are, are crucial, and in particular, Ashley Neville, um, she could be a real problem for us down the left hand side. So, do you think Emma will look to counter that with Jonna Anderson, sort of a more defensive left back, or go with Guru Wrighton and look to exploit any space that she might leave behind? Yeah, sometimes I like the front foot way, uh, you know, and instead of worrying about them, let them worry about us, you know, because she will be on the back foot up against Wrighton rather than on the front foot up against Jonna Anderson. You know, Ashley Neville has been the standout player for Tottenham for me for, for a good three or four seasons. You know, I'm very impressed with her at the age of uh, of 28. It dumbfounds me that she's never got any international recognition. She's always impressed me. She's added goals to her game this year. Player of the months as well, which she's very impressive. And uh, I've, I saw Tottenham, I've last time I saw Tottenham was when they unluckily drew with Arsenal 1-1 after tactically uh, dominating Arsenal. Could have been 2 or 3 no up. And I think they, they, they obviously conceded a goal in about the 91st minute through Miedemar. But I was so impressed with how they set up, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, when you play against the top teams, uh, you, you've obviously got to be re- really strict, uh, you, know, you know, really smart in possession. You know, you've all got to be on the same page. Obviously, you've, the manager's got to trust you all. And yeah, they were, they were very unlucky. Uh, just looking at the record, like you said, you know, played 16, uh, won eight, drawn four, lost four. And it, w- w- without sounding disrespectful to them, if you place their squads against, you know, uh, ours, Arsenal's, Man City's, Man United, the standout players w- will be lacking for Tottenham. So if they added even two to this team, then they would be a massive threat threat next season. But yeah, I've been impressed with them. Like you, I can separate the men's and the women's team. And I, I, don't, I don't mind saying that. You know, I've got no problem with them. As I said, I, I admire a few of their players. I know they've got another one, at they? Rhea Perseville, who's, you know, in her own right, 150-odd international caps, you know. Amazing career she's had. Uh, but, yeah, it will be a tough game. They'll be set up well. But, you know, with all our with all our, our attacking goals, then you expect us, you hope us, that we will find a way past them, hopefully, a few times. Yeah, Matt, talking about how they're going to set up Obviously, they played the 4-4-2 against City, the limited, the wide players, as you said. Uh, they did the same thing to Arsenal um, when they almost got the three points. Um, expecting them to do 4-4-2 against us because they went 4-3-3 against Manchester United and got found out pretty comfortably by 
by United. So you think they'll do the 4-2-2, 4-4-2 again? Yeah, I think it's the most solid formation in terms of if you want to sit back, defend, and then go on the counter-attack. Um, whether it will be the right formation to play against Chelsea, I don't know. I think we can, ex- again, with, with, with patience um, and control, as long as we keep the ball, I think we can exploit it. And I think we can create through the middle and maybe break that Spurs 4-4-2. But I think that's what they'll go with because I think it's their best one against the big teams. As you said, the United one, they were kind of found out a little bit um, because it, I think it's the 4-3-3. It, it does leave a bit more space open for players to move in. Yeah, we will obviously, as we've said, see on Wednesday night. Here's what I think Emma will do. Uh, stick with 3-4-3. I think Muzovic starts in goal. Uh, Bright, Carter and Eriksson playing defence. Charles Cuthbert, Ingle and Wrighton playing midfield and Fleming, Harder and Kerr in attack. Um, I think with the run of form we've had, um, you know, that last minute goal against Villa, the confidence we got from that, um, wins against Everton and obviously uh, Birmingham in the FA Cup, I think we're just going to try and uh, blow Tottenham out of the water like we did with Everton. Um, Dave, what's your thoughts on that 11? Well, as I said, you know, I can, I'll keep on saying his second guessing error is another thing. I don't think Magda starts. I think Nguyen, she'll start Nguyen. And uh, I can see, yeah, I, I hard on Kerr, but I, I reckon Nguyen will start instead of... Uh, oh, no, I don't know. I'm... I'm it's, it's a hard one. Again, it's, hard, it's so hard second-guessing, uh, you know. Again, you know, you've just had a, a striker score two goals, surely, in a must-win game. You'd, you'd want to play her as well, Bethany. It's, uh, yeah, it's a hard one. Come you've got Misovic in goal as well. Oh, throwing out bombs, you are. Dropping bombs yeah. all over the place. Uh, Matt, what's your thoughts on the 11? Yeah, I think, as I said before, I think, I think Berg will start. Um, other than that, I think the lineup is the outfield lineup. I think it's pretty much set. I think I'd agree with you with that. I think the only difference I'd make, I think Anderson might play instead of Wrighton. I think she will, especially on that side, Neville want to be a bit more uh, defensively solid. Um, but again, trying to guess what Emma wants to do is impossible. I, I tend to give up uh, trying to predict her lineups now because it's just, I look like a fool when, when she puts out something completely different. Yeah, she's obviously going to play four four two now with Carter and Charles on the right and Anderson and right on the left um, and drop probably Fleming. Um, but we'll see. Um, prediction time then. I think we're going to have a very good game against Tottenham and win 3-0. Um, I mean, I'm going to come to Matt now because Dave's going down in the air. So you can pick your second guess. Just the one uh, you uh, um, I'm going to say 2-0. Um, I think I don't think I think it's this going to be it's going to kind of play out like the Birmingham game. It's going to be first half. We're going to be calm and controlled, try and figure them out. Um, we might not get a goal before half time, but I think the second half will be a bit more. They'll be a bit more open on the counter attack, and I think we'll sneak in get a goal, and then once that is, we'll get another goal just before the end of the match. It'll be tight overall. Yeah, and um, then finally, if you manage to pick a new prediction now. <laughs> yeah, new prediction. Yeah, well, I, I was going to go with three three nil, but you've nicked my prediction once again. You knew I was going for that, and you're just doing it to be annoying. So I'm going to say Lauren James comes off the bench, scores a debut goal to make it four nil to Chelsea, and we go nicely to the top of the league. That would be very nice indeed. Um, Sally, that is all we've got time for this week. A uh, huge thank you, Matt, to, for joining us. Uh, a pleasure to have you back on the show. Uh, good luck, obviously, with. The Worldwide Chelsea podcast that you're doing, um, as always, tag us in anything that you do. We'll share it. Make sure the listeners of our show also check you out. Definitely. Thank you for inviting me on again. Um, appreciate it a lot. Uh, it's good to talk to you guys about women's football. Um, and yeah, make sure you check out the podcast. Um, it'll be a, hopefully a bit more consistent in the next few weeks. But that is the the travel of po- making podcasts. It takes a lot of time in and off the screen. I hope you've got a better Wi-Fi than Dean. Uh, yeah, probably. Just that's about, not, just about. It's not difficult. You can have dial-up internet and it'd be better than the Wi-Fi that's running uh, right now. Uh, Dane, 
good to see you again, as always. Sorry about the predictions, but but I don't go first myself. You need mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's, it's always a pleasure to come on. It's nice seeing Matt again. Yeah, I didn't realise how long it had been. Uh, it's nice to get his insight. You know, he's uh, obviously. I hope wish him all the best with his podcast because it's nice to have relationships with 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 other women's podcasts to because uh, we're all in it together. You know, we all want the same thing, so it's nice to to get on and and have guests on. And you know, maybe we'll get lucky and he'll invite me and you on, Dean, as well. You can share love to us. But yeah, no, it's always nice seeing Matt. And yeah, I've enjoyed it tonight. I've enjoyed it tonight. The last. Last uh, episode we did was a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more serious and a lot more, I suppose, worrying. But, you know, as weeks have come on, we've absorbed things more. It's nice to obviously get back to the football and, and, and have a good chat about that. Yeah, absolutely. Remembering what's going on, but also talking about football is what we love to do. And then Matt will be on London's Blue soon anyway. He won't answer my messages anymore. Um, Jane will be back later this week. She'll look back at this game against Tottenham and look ahead to the match at Leicester the following weekend. Got it right this week. Um, that'll be one of our all-female panel shows uh, as we like to give uh, more women a voice uh, in the industry. Um, in the meantime, if you're looking for a fun and friendly place to talk Chelsea, then make sure to join our Discord channel. And if you love what we do and want to help support the show, please consider joining us on Patreon. The links for both of those are in the description box. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at MoKingMellow, me at DMiz, Dana DeWitt9, and Matt at MattJBall98. Uh, we're also on Instagram at WentsMoKingsMellow. Uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, from Kingsmellow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.